Welcome to season three of Recipe Club. Woo! The yeah. Andor. We are here. We are here. This is this is uh, as Dave is promising everybody he speaks to going to be the best season of anything ever. That is not hyperbole. Not just TV shows. I think he's saying this is going to be the be- this is going to be better than Summer. Summer of '68. This is going to be better the best than Mad Men. Ever. Better than you know. Um, the White Lotus, better than Succession, mm. better than Ugly Delicious, better. Dave, than are you saying ever. best so far or best ever? Best like it will ever. never be if as anything good again. Anyone will ever listen to or forever watch. It's the best <laughs> forever. No pressure. No pressure. This is it. Uh, the voices you are hearing are <laughs> coming from myself, Chris Yang, David Chang, and our guest this week, John DeBerry. JDB. Hello. JDB. Uh, this is the show where we just, where, what do we do? We debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. And uh, this week we're eating barbecue sauce. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. John. <laughs> yes. How you been doing? You you caught up recently with another one of our recipe club wedgies. You went to Brian Ford's I bakery pop-up. How'd that go? It was awesome. I I I I'm a I'm a crazy person, so I got there at like five minutes before it opened and I thought there was going to be like this crazy line, but it was very chill. And so I had time to hang out with Brian and yeah, it was really delicious. It was the, he made these like rolls for this chef from Philly who did this like barbacoa thing. And it was like the soupy sandwich that I'd never eaten before. And it was like this sloppy mess that I really enjoyed. So, <laughs> and he gave me some pastries too, as a little bonus, which so were, this is, this is insane. like a little Dave Chang show recipe club universes colliding thing. So I think the sandwich he served was a torta ahogada, which is a torta a, that sounds about right. That is like dunked into a consomme, basically. Mm-hmm. I think some kind of like a distant relative of Dave Chang's new favorite sandwich. Pambosa, pambosa, pambosa. Pum, the pambasso, the pambasso. <laughs> the uh, the the chorizo and potato sandwich that's dunked in wahio chili. God damn, dunking sandwiches yeah. and shit is good. Yeah, it was good. If we were when we do a World Cup of XXX, uh, I would say Mexican sandwiches. Probably the number one seed. I mean, they... Mexico is number one in maybe snacks, sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I mean, candy. Candy's candy is pretty good. Fuck. 
candy slaps. Mexico's got it going on. It just those, yeah. like, with just those two sandwiches. Definitely soda drink, soft drinks, number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't give a shit, man. Nobody comes close to the soft drinks. Japan, maybe. No. Okay. No. All I'm right. telling you no. Fine. Uh, do, you, do you like Japanese soft drinks? I do. The effervescence is a little bit higher. That's I why I like it. Was, yes. Smaller but, CC lemon? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Kill me. Yeah. But, but the, the range and just sheer vast amount of choices for Mexico. Mm. Anyway, we're, we're getting off topic. Not a surprise. If you listen to Recipe Club, we um, <laughs> it should also be a note. What do we talk a, about? We talk about things that... Are not recipe club. It's true. It's true. If this is if this you've decided to jump in, if you're a new fan of recipe club, if you read about us in uh, some if amazing you got on a if you are if flying right now on Delta and you are choosing Delta specifically <laughs> to listen to us on Spotify recipe club, <laughs> this is for you. Are there going to be recipe club branded Delta planes like on the tail? Oh, oh can we wrap a plane? I think that needs just to happen. Let's put JDB on a on a like the tail of a of a plane. That'd be sick. Uh, if you have never listened to the show, we the three of us each cook the same recipe submitted by you, the listener. Then we get together on this podcast and talk about everything that went right and everything that went wrong. Our whole processes, and there are a few twists and turns to all that, which we'll get to in a little bit. But this week we're talking about barbecue sauce. So first of all, John, you selected barbecue sauce as a theme ingredient. You got love in your heart for for BBQ. Um, honestly, I don't like. It's not like my favorite thing. It's just kind of of. It was my last pick of the draft, and of what was left, it was my favorite of those things. And I feel like picking a sauce is kind of a fun thing because it can go in a lot of different ways. It's very like adaptable. Like you could even make a drink out of barbecue sauce. You know, this. What might that look like, John? I once made um, like a tiki drink out of okonomiyaki sauce that was really good and because it has like a lot of like fruitiness and like a little bit obviously of umami and like salt so it actually balances really nicely with like you know spirits and other fruity ingredients so it's like an unexpected secret ingredient for for me. Hmm. Do you feel Chang that barbecue sauce is the is it is it fall under the category of sweet and sour? It depends. There's so many kinds of barbecue sauce, mm-hmm. right? Uh, unlike you, Chris, I don't like to pigeonhole things into a box. I love pigeonholing things into a box. That's one of my yeah. favorite, favorite <laughs> things. The, the kinds of barbecue sauce are just vast and varied, much like Mexican soda. <laughs> the barbecue sauce I think we were talking about today, or or at least the barbecue sauce that most listeners thought we were describing, because that's the recipes they sent in, were for the archetypal american kansas city sweet dark molasses mm-hmm. tomatoey barbecue sauce but this has roots uh going back to you know the atlantic slave trade i think that the tradition of of sort of vinegar being added and, and the the citrus elements and sweetness and sour comes from africa at least in america but as we were reading up on barbecue sauce globally i think most people harold mcgee points to the Chinese chef Yi Yin in 239 BCE as being the, the progenitor of the sweet and sour tradition, which is why I brought it up. Like, this is the well, You only say the that because you're a progeny of Yi Yin? Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I have the 16th generation. The prophecy come fulfilled. <laughs> and now I can the finally... The BBQ sauce scion. Now I can finally ascend to bar- the gates of barbecue sauce heaven now that I've brought it up on this podcast. Uh, 
But the barbecue sauce we're talking about, and you're, and you're right, Chang. Actually, we should run through some of the the regional American variations on this. You have you have favorites? Well, it depends. It really depends on where you're at in America. Mm-hmm. America, America sure. depends on where you're at. Do you like, for instance, the Carolina sort of mustard-based sauce? Very tart, vinegary, and pulled pork, mm-hmm. whole hog barbecue. And depends on, I think, the varying of sweetness or if it has onions or if it has maybe like celery seed in it sometimes I've had. Mm. I'm not a barbecue expert, but um, I enjoy it, right? I'm never going to question the barbecue sauce that is of that particular province, you know? Um, so, no. Because a lot of thought goes in, like you you brought it up actually, that sauce, that very vinegary, uh, much thinner consistency is ideal for the whole hog barbecue, whereas something... You, you do need it for for certain barbecues. I, The reason why I think barbecue sauce is needed for some, but some people think that you should cook with it. Again, I'm not a barbecue expert. I don't... You need that tartness to balance out the fat like a vinaigrette. That is really mm-hmm. what it is. It's considered like just the acid... But you're not adding the fat to the vinegar, uh, to the barbecue sauce because the fat is the barbecue itself. So you're making an emulsion when you in your mouth. <laughs> you're making, party in your mouth. You're making the emulsion <laughs> in your mouth. Uh, I'm the kind of person, JDB. I want to know if you're like this too. Who <laughs> emulsion in your mouth, man? That's <laughs> what uh, happens. Mouth emulsion. Mm. I Jesus, get used to it. Jesus Lord, I um. I know you're not supposed to in certain certain parts of the country. In Texas, they sort of eschew the idea of barbecue sauce. You're not supposed to put it on there. That's for heathens and children. That's for people who smoke parliaments and not. But Marlboro almost every Reds. barbecue place has barbecue sauce on I the table. I need it. I want a little bit, just a little bit. I f- I love barbecue sauce. Actually, I'm I like John. If you go to a barbecue restaurant, like a cool. Well done barbecue restaurant. Do you go sauceless or do you do you accessorize? I mean, I don't. I can't remember the last time I went to a barbecue restaurant. Um, but I think I would do. I think I'm. I'm into sauce. I'm into like mixing and like, you know, the emulsion in your mouth. So I would. I would definitely like like Dave. I would take in whatever the tradition is of the place I was at. Um, if the meat's supposed to speak for itself, then I will. Yeah. You know, defer to that. But Unlike I like to play John, around. JDB and I want yeah. to be respectful to our our guests and show hospitality the other way. I exactly. want to pigeonhole them into a box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what about so as as you as you pointed out, I love to pigeonhole people and and be American typecast them, typecast them, and be Western centric. What about other international barbecue sauces. You guys have things you like from the rest of the world, things that are thrown onto smoked or grilled meats. Is Worcestershire sauce barbecue sauce? No. No. It could be an ingredient no. in some. I it could believe. be, okay. Yes. But like uh, HP. I've never had HP. That's what the British people use, right? Some British stuff, yeah. But we don't, we don't, I think it's they like don't do barbecue sauce. anyway. So I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't matter. I mean like teriyaki. <laughs> oh yeah. That's not barbecue sauce though. What is it? What is another like? Um, I think barbecue sauce is. Do you think it's uniquely American? Then the only thing I can think of that might be barbecue that's lacquered on beforehand. I mean, people lacquer on sauces as it's roasting, but mm. I don't know of many cultures that add the sauce as as you're eating it. Koreans have gochujang and they have 
sesame oil, um, and, and samjang. Isn't ja- so- Japanese might just add wasabi. Literally, that's about it. Chinese. Would you ever cook? So the interesting thing about barbecue sauce is that it can be both slathered on sort of in cooking and after. Would you ever use samjang in the cooking process or only for as a condiment? There's certain things, you know, where you could make like a chicken or pork, right? But it's a specific kind. So, mm-hmm. yes, but no. I, in my opinion, barbecue is a uniquely American, you know, invention. And when you say American, as you've already alluded to, it's coming from, you know, Africa and sort of slave food. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's a uniquely American thing like jazz and baseball, except that, you know, Two of those are better than one <laughs> of those. <laughs> Do you, John, you sort of were, were alluding to this as well, but you're not, you probably haven't bought barbecue sauce recently, I imagine, until this podcast. No, th- this is kind of why I picked it, because it was a little bit like out of my depth. Do so. you guys have favorite brands? Um, no, I mean, like, I'm trying to think there are a, like Asian barbecue sauce, but it's just different. I know there's stuff yeah. around the world. And I'm sure that we're missing stuff like chimichurri or something like that, but right. it doesn't have that American sauciness element to me, right? The, the the sweetness and the consistency. And so, I will tell you that I don't buy American barbecue sauces. I don't, but I will. If I do smoke something, I tend to make a. I use ketchup, uh, some kind of apple cider or rice wine vinegar, um, maybe a mint of chili and some red onions and. You know, smash garlic, and that would be my mm-hmm. and salt or pepper, and that would be it. So yeah, I think you're I think you're getting at something interesting. I think you'll probably get to a little more when we get to your recipe. But the idea, the basic idea of barbecue sauce, isn't is like pretty fundamental, right? Well, I don't even think of barbecue sauce. Just use something to balance something out, right? You know, it's like mm. you know, I like balance. I just do. So the only time I probably don't eat balance when eating something fatty is like a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich or something like that, right? That but for the for the most part, if you have like a you know pork belly or brisket or any other fashion of a fatty cut of meat, you have something tart and acidic to balance it out. I just mm-hmm. think it's just yeah. common sense, right? Which probably yeah. explains why it's so popular. Uh, so we got a, we got a, a good number of submissions for barbecue sauce recipes. If you google barbecue sauce recipe, you get 109 million results, but I think most of those are for quote unquote homemade barbecue sauce and not a lot of them are what to do with barbecue sauce. And uh, we sent John I think four recipes. Something One like was that. Grandpa Irv's barbecue sauce submitted by Bridget Laro, which was uh which was a barbecue sauce recipe that started with two bottles of barbecue sauce. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Cindy Alexander sent in Oklahoma barbecue beans. Minda Serva sent in sweet, spicy chili uh, using barbecue sauce. And Brendan McQueenie sent in grape jelly barbecue cocktail weenies. Uh, John, talk us through your thought process in selecting the one you chose. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's pretty much like if if anybody knows me by now that it was pretty obvious that I'm going to pick the grape jelly recipe because it just sounds so absurd. Mm -hmm. But I actually had like a more philosophical reason for picking it because I was, you know, cruising the discord as I do. And there was some discussion about what, how much of an ingredient needs to be in the recipe in order for it to be like a recipe. Mm -hmm. You know, is it like, is it 
a primary flavor? Is there like a weight percentage? Um, someone put out like it has to be 33% by weight of the ingredient. Otherwise, it's not a recipe of that ingredient. Um, so it's taking- disorders. I know. It's amazing. I love it. Um, so I was thinking I had that in mind where I was like looking at these other recipes, they all looked really good. That I'm sure that it would be delicious, but I'm like, it's like, it's like a, you know, the yield is maybe like six or seven cups of something, but like there's a half cup of barbecue sauce in mm-hmm. it. So it's just sort of like an element of another recipe about something else. Like it's beans or whatever, chili. Uh, so I wanted something that was really just, you cannot ignore the barbecue sauce. And so when there was a there was a recipe that called for a cup of barbecue sauce, a cup of grape jelly, and a package of cocktail weenies. I was like, this is it. And it also just sounds disgusting, but also sounds amazing and transcendent. So as soon as I saw that, it was just game over for me. So as John as John revealed, what you got? I just wanted to share with you, I put in the chat GPT, give me an interesting oh, no. recipe for <clears throat> using barbecue sauce and grape jelly. And this is... Uh, the response from my friend, Chad GPT. From Chad. From Chad, Chad GPT. Chad. <laughs> Certainly, exclamation point. One delicious recipe that uses both barbecue sauce and grape jelly is for barbecue grape jelly meatballs. So basically. That's this, but with meatballs. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty crazy. Chad yeah. GPT. Old, old Chad. And they're old... adding parsley, though. Oh, see? That's what the AI still falls short. <laughs> <laughs> it's a meatball recipe, but you're adding grape jelly. Uh, so this is what John chose. He chose Brendan McQueenie's grape jelly barbecue cocktail weenies. Brendan, the submitter, was uh, adopted from Korea by an Irish family in Manchester, New Hampshire. He grew up with his mom making this recipe for every single family get together. And while watching Patriot Games. Well, Brady. <laughs> I was like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> watching the Tom Clancy movie, Patriot no, there's Games. A, oh, I thought you said the new Tom Brady movie with Jane Fonda in it. Yeah, 80 for Brady. Uh, is that what it's called? I yeah. That? Um, let me ask you this. I had this. I had this. I'm definitely going to watch that on a Delta flight for sure. I'll cry. <laughs> he says, you know, Brendan talks about how this recipe isn't for everybody, about how he loves it. It's very nostalgic for him. Do you think that there's something with the... Oh my god! I'm gonna I'm gonna pigeonhole people in a box again. Does something about do it, the do it, the do the, it. the flavor profile of this and the porkiness whoa, whoa, of this? Time out! Time out! John, can we make an agreement that we're not allowed to say flavor profile anymore? <laughs> Nobody, yeah, is I'm into to. that. Also, mouthfeel. Yeah, mouthfeel. But too. we should replace mouthfeel with texture, ma- te- emulsion, mouth emulsion. Mouth, mouth, yeah. When you feel that mouth, that emulsion, because you know what? Motion. I just think um, flavor. Explains flavor profile. Just flavor like, is flavor. It, flavor. Yeah. It's yeah. just an extra word. Yeah. You're so are you more against racial profiling or flavor profiling? <laughs> <laughs> flavor. Uh do you think that the flavor Yeah, that sounds it does good for better. you. Good it for does, you. It does feel better. I'm 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 getting better as a human. Taps into some deep Koreanness for Brendan. And you're really um Wow. I see that was an example of racial and flavor profiling at the same time, everybody. I did it. You guys can scratch that off your bingo board. Um, The recipe that Brendan sent in says he has, this is what he says, has no right to be as good as it is. It's three things. Any barbecue sauce you can find. Sweet Baby Ray's works great, he says. Grape jelly and Little Smokies, which is a uh, 
trademarked tiny smoked sausage from Hillshire Farms. You throw them all in a crock pot, and that's the recipe. And you let them that's cook, it. and then you serve them with toothpicks. You don't even cook them because they're already cooked. You just have to heat them. You just have to heat them through. Just heat that's them it. through. Uh, I'm adopted from Korea, uh, but I was adopted by uh, an Irish Catholic family in Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, so I really remember this being cooked at, I feel like every group of parents, friends have like those recipes that show up at every single, uh, family party or, or whatever. And ours were like a bread bowl with a dip, uh, the, and really these cocktail weenies in barbecue sauce. And my mom used to make it all the time. Uh, I used to like it. It's like sweet and smoky and kind of weird and funky. Um, it's, it's something that really brings back to my childhood. Uh, I think it feels like one of those depression era, uh, recipes that came out of people being really poor and just grabbing whatever you can, uh, and just throwing stuff in. It's not for everybody. Uh, but it's definitely something that I enjoy and something that brings me back to my childhood. For this very first episode of recipe club, we had to do our wheel of death spin off camera because uh, whatever. Um, but for those who have who have never, those who missed the draft <laughs> episode, we've introduced a new wrinkle to the face of recipe yes, club. To all those people complaining, why didn't they just do this or that? Well, we did it. We did. So it. we have a physical wheel on which there are, I think, six, seven, eight different constraints gotta, under which you, we we have a wheel of death that you can land on budget. So anything on budget has to be under twenty bucks. Or 15, 15 bucks? 20 bucks. 20. Vegan, which is self-explanatory. One pot, which hopefully is also self-explanatory. <laughs> Keto, which is no sugar, no carbs. No carbs. Lux, which is... Minimum of $150 spent on the recipe. What's the max? Isn't a max $150? No, if there's a max, it wouldn't be Lux. I misunderstood that. <laughs> I, you're I bought a new house as part of my recipe. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to serve these weenies in a six-bedroom mansion. So <laughs> One with pantry only, so anything that is shelf-stable. And uh, under 20 minutes. That's it. Hmm. So if we give up this recipe, like this uh, barbecue recipe, each of us gets a spin on the wheel of death. And that is the recipe that we have to interpret with the new thesis given to us yeah yes so we merged all season one and season two and all your complaints to give you this season three the best content you've ever listened to in your life <laughs> the picard of recipe club yeah. can i say it sort of tailed off for me john no do you watch today no it's good yeah all right it's good all right, all right. yeah I thought we were going to get through one episode without talking about Jean-Luc Picard. Nope. Uh, and to remind us and the listeners, we've brought back scoring so that there's more competition. Oh, right, the scoring. And you monsters can get off on watching us argue and hurt each other. And that's why I'm back. <laughs> that's why Dave is so excited. So here's how the scoring is going to work. If you accomplished your task, which is to make this recipe under the constraint that you got on the Wheel of Death you earn an automatic 10 points. Your fellow hosts and wedgies will be the ones who determine whether or not you accomplish the task uh, accordingly. 
Then at the end of the episode, we will each have an opportunity. We each have 10 points to distribute to our two other competitors here mm. for cool moves, sick hacks, sick burns, funny things you said. So Just at our discretion. At your discretion. And you can right. divvy them up however you like. Cool. Uh and the winner of the episode will be the one of the three of us who ha- earned the most points, and will accumulate these points over the season. Dave is very invested. Wait, so in let winning. me ask you on this: So we I have points ten blind? points. So ten points divided between the two of you. So I can yes. give theoretically nine and one. You can give ten and zero. Ten and zero. So a perfect score would be a thirty. You can earn up to thirty points today. Got it. Wait, okay. how? I already have ten. If you get 10 for accomplishing it, and then John says, you know what? Oh, my God, Dave, you're incredible. Here's all 10 of my points. And I say, oh, so yeah, I don't, Dave, you're amazing. 10 I don't of my have points. To, I don't have to give all 10, though. I think you have to You have to distribute all 10. Yeah. So how is that? You can't 30? keep them. Isn't it out if of 20? You get 10 you for can get... accomplishing it and 10 from John and 10 from me, then you will have gotten 30 points today. All right. But right. it could theoretically just be like 20 points because it was 5 and 5. Yeah. yeah. Or it could be... John gives you one, and I give you three, and you get fourteen points. I'm slow, but I get, I'm starting to understand. <laughs> or, or you get. Uh, let's, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves, Dave. There's a total of ninety points. For that <laughs> <laughs> you could also get zero. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, not the first time in my life. So okay, we all made grape jelly barbecue cocktail weenies. John, when did you make your your cocktail weenies? Uh, I think it was uh, a couple like two days ago. Okay, and you've never had this classic dish before to no. okay no i don't even yeah the cock the little little smokies and the, the chicken and pork that was new for me too <laughs> so you don't combo. like mixed you don't like i don't, I don't like the animal farm yeah he, yeah he doesn't like mixing meats uh well jdb landed on one pot which yeah. i think was pretty fortunate for this i one was so pot. psyched <laughs> <laughs> you had like an eight percent chance of getting it and you you landed right on it so why don't you, I think because you're, you're, I imagine your take on this recipe was probably the most faithful to the original. You want to talk us through right. your experience? Yeah. I mean, I, when I picked the recipe, I knew that there was like a lot of risk with in regards to like what, you know, the wheel of death could give me because like, you know, one pot, 20 minutes, it's basically just, it's already one of those recipes, but it's like, if you get like Lux or shelf stable, like that, you know, can get a little dicey. So I was extremely relieved to get to get one pot because I wanted an easy one. <laughs> just for the first episode, I wanted to like just have like a nice one under my belt. That, can I just say that's um, that's slightly surprising to me. I thought you might have been honestly. I thought you might have been disappointed. Honestly, I would have been happy with anything. I probably would have convinced myself that the result was the optimal result, no matter what. Keto would have been really hard. Like, what do you get? Sugar free jelly? Like, I, I don't, yeah. So anyway. It would have been tough. There are some some hard ones, but I feel like I was very like fortunate because um, I had to do it quickly too. So it was like a nice time thing. Nice, um, the only nice issue shallow entry back into recipe club. Exactly, just a nice little little. Beep. Um, <laughs> the only issue is I didn't have a crock pot, so I just used a Dutch oven. I figured it didn't really matter all that much. It's not like I don't think the crock pot really did a whole lot for the recipe. Um, and I wanted to be super faithful to the ingredients. So I got Sweet Baby Ray's. I got Smucker's Concord Grape Jelly. And then I had to track down these Hilscher Farm Little Smokies. Uh, from, like, I had to get them like delivered because they didn't have any in my local grocery store. Hmm. And then Is your I, local grocery store too nice to have little Smokies? Is that no, I, I have like a very normal grocery store near me. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Um, it was actually to go to the Wegmans in, in Brooklyn. But... Um, 
the well, the only thing that I found in the, that, I, that I modified the recipe was that I thought that the sauce to weenie ratio was a bit out of whack. So I just put two packages of weenies in there and that sort of balanced it out. Um, and as soon as I, as soon as I tasted the barbecue sauce, like, and thought about it being with the jelly, I was like, oh, this totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, because there's like, you know, like there's the acidity, there's the sweetness. Like, I think it taps into this like American kind of derangement that people think that they don't like sweet things, but then when you actually give them things that are not sweet, they don't like them. So mm -hmm. it's like the idea that this is like a too sweet recipe or it sounds gross is like, is false because it's like, we love all these things together. Like the fat, the acidity, like the sugar, the fruitiness, like these are all things that like definitely work well together. So I was not surprised that it ended up being delicious. Um, this is like to your to your point. I think this recipe is trying is like America trying to be honest with itself and saying, exactly. you know what? Let's be real. Barbecue yeah. sauce is not sweet enough for you. <laughs> you gotta add some exactly. grape jelly for it to be actually exactly. as sweet as you want it to be. Exactly. How long? This is this this is the, the question. How long did you cook the cocktail weenies in the sauce for? And do you think it matters? I was thinking about some level of possible caramelization, some possible reduction in the sauce too, with just the heat. Um, but I wasn't thinking that it was going to be that significant. I just sort of let it sit for a while, um, let it bubble, just let it get hot. I think it was really just about the heat because everything mixed, you know, in five seconds anyway. So, and then, yeah, I basically like it was part of like dinner. So I just sort of left it on the stove for like, you know, this on low heat for 20 minutes and then did, did every and I actually served it over uh, roasted cabbage, which was really nice. Over roasted cabbage. Wow. Did you use so here's here's the other question, just to just to be uh thorough in our point scoring. It's one pot, one utensil. If we watch a video of you yeah. making this, did you use one utensil only? Yeah. Okay. I don't I mean know. I don't know how I, don't know what other I had one I had one wooden spoon. I mean I used a knife to open the package of weenies. Does that count? Yeah, it counts. So you gotta come on. Could have used the spoon to do it. Okay. John, remember that I was very kind to you then. <laughs> Thank you. You're always very kind to me. Next time I'll bite open the package of weenies. Dave, I know you're very excited to share your your story. Do you want to go? Uh, I thought that was a fabulous, fabulous uh rendition of the recipe. Thank you for sharing, John. Thank you. He, this this motherfucker wants to. Whoa, 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 why? Why with the cursing? Has, he has said no fewer than three thousand times. <laughs> I better fucking win this recipe club. <laughs> Listen, I just I, today's today at the age of whatever I am today, I learned what gaslighting is. It, from, what, you, from what you just did right there, you're saying I'm gaslighting yes. you. Wow. I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring in the rest of the major domo media team. Right, to I have to say that is a, a shocking development. I fucking hate when you go into this mode. I hate this mode. <laughs> Why? It's just like professional <laughs> winning mode. It's out of control. I, I, it's I'm, so frustrating. I, this is very frustrating for me. <laughs> it's so entertaining, Chris. Though it's so it's insane. a little scary that you really want me to lose as badly as you do, John. By, Assassinating John. my character. John. Who is gaslighting whom? <laughs> like, let's be real. All right. Let, exactly. Mm. Let's be real, Chris. Let's Fuck be me. real. I'm, I'm, I'm I, my reality. Watch the curse. We have children listening here. I feel my reality crumbling under my feet right now. That's that what, what you're what trying to do to right me. Now. What if it's me the one gaslighting both of you? You both sound, <laughs> you both sound kind of insane. Very right possible. Now. Very possible. <laughs> All right, Dave Chang. You landed on 
what John identified as one of the more difficult mm-hmm. constraints mm-hmm. on the wheel of death. You landed on keto, <clears throat> which means this dish must be made using only ingredients that are allowed on the keto diet. First of all, we know right off the bat, barbecue sauce, a lot of sugar, mm. grape jelly, almost mm. entirely sugar. Well, and Little sugar. Smokies, I saw you just looking up the ingredients. I didn't look it up. I just want to make sure I had the photo. I had it. So sugar I just smokies. thought that, listen, I thought it was a great recipe. I love these kinds of family recipes where somebody else might look at it and be like, what the fuck? Why don't, I don't want, why is that a recipe? And I was like, mm-hmm. well, are you telling me somebody's nostalgia is wrong? Mm-hmm. And yeah, guess what? Yeah. You're probably thinking that and you're a terrible person. And when you think about it even more, there's some genius to this recipe, just like there's genius in barbecue sauce, right? Unintentionally, people may not realize it. They're making a balanced emulsion of food in their mouth, right? Mm-hmm. With fat, sweetness, and acidity. There's only five things you can taste in your palate. Salty, sweet, sour, um, bitter, and um, umami. umami. Um, so you have the sweetness. And yes, while there's sweetness in the barbecue sauce, it's the tanginess that most people are going to resonate with. Mm. Yeah. And and clearly you have the salty and the fat and the umami from the sausages. So you have all five. It's like all five Power Rangers together. <laughs> and it's a very balanced flavor. It's the same reason why people like hamburgers and pizza. So on mm. the surface, it may not look as complicated as it seems, but it's a very balanced thing. Yeah. So I had to think about that. Because landing on keto, I was I was a little worried. And it took me a day or two to come up with a plan. Yeah. But before I do, I wanted to let people know what the ingredients are because there is uh, on Little Smokies, it goes pork, first ingredient, mechanically mm. separated chicken as the second mm. ingredient. I also want to be just, mechanically it separated. It makes mind some like horrible images mm. of chickens being pulled apart by robots. Water Why is, isn't the pork mechanically separated? I don't know. It self separates, <laughs> auto separation. <laughs> separated pork. That's what happens when you get single origin pork. It yeah. auto-separates. Fair enough. Water is the third ingredient. The fourth ingredient is corn syrup. Mm-hmm. Wow. Fourth ingredient is corn syrup. I'm not on a ketosis diet, right? You're trying to elevate your ketones when you're on keto. And it says most people, I, I've learned, will eat sausages that are low sugar or not added sugar, but I've seen people eat like cheddar apple, uh, chicken apple sausages and stuff like that. But I, I felt, let's just try to do this where there's no sugar. So keto, my definition is zero sugar. Okay. Zero wow. sugar. So this is an interpretation of this with the wheel of death constraint of keto. keto. So I was like, no, no sausages. I you to wanted to be it. above reproach too. You didn't want us to yeah. be like, well, there's a little yeah, sugar in there. So that is there. I, I don't have to tell you the... Grape jelly has sugar added to it because that's literally how you make jelly by adding sugar to it. Right. I think probably more sugar than grape. Yes. Grape jelly. So yeah. if you are wondering, huh, what's in grape jelly? It's more sugar than grape. Yeah. Yeah. So you were so you must have been the biggest concern must have been the entire flavor of this dish yeah. is sweet. Not only that, how do I do this dish at all? Because I can't yeah. You can't use literally anything. any of the three ingredients. And this particular sweet baby rays has two kinds of sugar in it. Keyword it has sweet. honey. No, it's three. Excuse me. Honey is the, after water, honey is the second ingredient. Sugar is the fifth ingredient. And then there's another sugar. Brown sugar is the eighth ingredient. So three sugars. I fucking love America, man. So like you, you, you <laughs> so good. Can't, do, can't do that. So I, I, I have, 
I was really worried because I didn't want to lose. Part, I mean, if I lose to John, that's okay. Can't lose to Chris. And I wanted to do this recipe justice, right? Because it's a family heirloom, more or less. So I, I slept on it, and I had a, I had a eureka moment. Mm-hmm. It has to be finger food. So I translated a toothpick to be finger food. And I looked at thought. I thought about doing maybe I could do Vienna sausages or something like that. But there's no sausage um, out there that I could do, right? Because even to me, like a sausage that you sort of have to add sugar to sausage. So I even thought about, oh, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I'll make it from scratch. But you couldn't – you need it in casing. Of some sort to to eat this as a finger food to to keep it in the spirit of the family recipe. Yes, it has to be something that is a finger food or toothpick food. So yes, an uncased sausage won't work. I thought about doing yeah. that. So like that's out. So I was like, okay, what is good about a sausage to me? It's got fat mm-hmm. and sugar, and it's something that is finger mm-hmm. almost or fork or you know in a bun. So I was like, okay. As an interpretation, I think I just have to take sausages out altogether. But sausages, to me, almost always being pork, I'm like, what is something that could also be finger? I thought about maybe I could do chicken wings, but you know what? We already have chicken wings on our ingredient for a recipe club. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, what could it be? What could it be? And I just landed on baby back, Bacon? Not baby, baby, baby back wings. Baby back ribs. Ribs, excuse me. Mm. Huh. Mm. Right? Because okay. it has... Finger elements, it is fat, and, you know, I thought about doing pork belly, but I'm like, I don't think pork belly might be, even though you can eat fat, like, maybe yeah. that's just too much for yeah. keto. I, again, like, I don't know. Hmm. But I thought that would be a nice compromise. Mm-hmm. And naturally with the, and like, bayback ribs, quintessential for barbecue sauce, too. Like that. Makes yeah, and I was thinking about that, sense. too. So a finger. So then I'm like, okay, this is what I was going to do. Okay, the grape. Jelly really threw me for a loop, and I know it sounds like uh, now after I explain it, it's going to make a lot more sense, but it didn't at the time. And I'm like, okay, I got to figure out how to put grapes. So I looked into grape juice. Almost all grape juice commercially available has like sugar in it, or there's not. But it's like white. I'm like, uh, do I want to add grape juice? It says jelly, so it still needs that sweetness. You can have the white grape juice that doesn't, but I was like, eh. It's it's going to make it too loose, if I, whatever I add it to, because I know I have to add some kind of tomato thing. So that was really the first challenge was the grape jelly bit. So I was like, maybe I'll just puree grapes and cook it in there and then add some kind mm. of tomato element. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to just make my own barbecue sauce without sugar. So that's yeah. what happened. So I took a can of tomatoes. I uh, fire roasted canned tomatoes, one can I added about two cups of grapes, and I pureed that, and I cooked that down with an onion, uh, garlic powder, um, a pinch of chili pepper, pinch of cumin, and black pepper, and salt to season, and that was it. And I made it, and I had the vinegar really made it taste like barbecue sauce, but mm-hmm. the grapes added just enough of its natural sweetness to make it taste like balanced to me. So I roasted off the ribs in, in some salt, pepper, and a little of uh, Momo. What kind Fuku of grapes did you use? Salt. They were uh, uh, red. Okay. Whatever. Red flame red grapes. Flavor, yeah. Red grapes. Yeah. yeah. It could have been any green, whatever. Um, and uh, I cooked that down. 
So I set aside the sauce and I roasted it at 350 to 375 for about 90 minutes. To two Sir, hours. did you say you added any uh, vinegar to that or was it vinegar, just the, vinegar? Okay, okay. I added probably four tablespoons, four to five tablespoons of vinegar. Mm-hmm. First, I had a little bit of red red wine vinegar. I ran out, then I used um, uh, rice wine. Cooked that down, and then I took the ribs so they were about 75% done. You could have definitely cooked through, but you could have eaten it, and uh, it's not the texture that I like. But I was like, you know what? People probably want it to be a little bit closer to fall off the bone without falling off the bone. So I took it to about 90 minutes to two hours, and then I took it into a pan, and I braised it for about another 30 to 40 minutes in the sauce, and I cooked that down. So it's still, I think, the spirit of the original recipe. And uh, I got to say, it's, it was extremely delicious. That's good. It was mm, extremely really delicious. <laughs> and it didn't, but, but, but what was crazy to me, I was like, wait a second. There's, this is what I think, again, I had, I was yeah, not trying to judge this recipe because like grape jelly and barbecue sauce. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm, I was trying not to say like, what the fuck, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems simple. It seems basic. But this is the bias that I have that I'm sure all of us have when you look at a recipe like this. But then I was like, you know what? There's genius in this because people do this all the time. When I have added the grapes, I could have added wine. Hmm. And I didn't. And and that's what I'm telling you. Like, you know what? In retrospect, I should have added wine, but it's okay that I didn't. Because people, not people, many recipes, particularly Italian, add red wine to Mm tomato-based braises particularly with pork and they can add sweetness in a variety of ways but that's really what it is tomatoes have natural sweetness the reason i added onions is for sweetness as well yeah right but i decided not to intentionally not to roast the onions to increase the sweetness right hmm. i didn't want it to taste overly sweet but there's ways you could have increased the natural sweetness in this dish without adding any sugar whatsoever so Adding grapes to tomatoes, when you do it, you're going to be like, well, that's weird. It's nothing weird about it. It's just a different form of what people eat all the time. And when I ate the dish, I was like, oh, I didn't make the original dish, but now I know what it tastes like by eating a version based right. on the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I think like we were getting at earlier is the dish you described, if it, if it hadn't come from inspiration of this recipe, makes total sense, right? We all, we all understand basically a kind of sweet and sour, super savory rib. Like this is a universally, like to your point, you look at the recipe and say like, what the hell is going on here? But you zoom out and you think really normal. Makes total yeah. sense. And not Everything only that, recipe makes total sense. You were just saying, oh, it's America, America, America. I was like, no, this is Italy. This is China. This is Japan. Mm-hmm. This is Korea. It's just the same flavor. You want salty. You want umami. You want uh, sourness. The tang, it's all balance. So, I think it's a great dish, and I have to say this combination of me adding grapes to a dish or uh, the flavor of it actually with that slight barbecue sauce element without it being super sweet. So it's like on the borderline of does it taste like chili or is it no because mm. it has way more vinegar and there's a sweetness. So it actually winds up like, oh, it's it tastes like a healthy barbecue sauce. I think 100,000% I'm going to make this again. Hmm. And I bet the tannins from the – the grape skins are nice too. With the yeah, the bitterness. You want a little bit yeah. of that bitterness. So you have everything there. Yeah. It's a totally balanced dish. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training 
nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viore.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. So I landed on Lux. I'm so excited to hear you. I'm so happy to land on Lux too. I was. Uh. That is 100% true. I'm the bougiest motherfucker and I (laughs) was so excited this landed on Lux. I I was really happy. I was scared to get that myself. Well, you're smarter than I am because I thought about it for 15 seconds and immediately I fell apart. I thought, (laughs) what? Like, this is really hard to. Luxify this to spend $150 on something that probably that's costs. a good name for something. Luxify that's a good name for a podcast. Let's it's probably let's something that. Or, or, or a tech company. <laughs> uh, I think that, um, I didn't, I was really afraid. This sounds basic, but I was really afraid of fucking the whole thing up. I think you take something super easy and simple, which is little smoked sausages that everybody likes in grape jelly and barbecue sauce, and you try to fancy it. You're nine out of 10 times you're going to make it worse. So I was very afraid of making this worse by adding to it, trying to, you know, add things and and ingredients that were going to make it worse than the original. And I've had this dish. This is like this is a classic crock pot tailgate party thing. I have a friend who introduced me to this dish. He brings it to every single social gathering, birthday parties and Super Bowl parties and brisses and whatever. Um, So I've had this a lot. And I really like it. Uh, so I was I was super afraid of what I was going to do. I wanted to not screw it up by over uh, by introducing something that was fancy for fancy's sake. And I and like Dave, I wanted to stay true to the spirit of it, which is little little bite sized things you just pop in your mouth and just little yeah. munchy snacks. So I wanted to stay true to that. So I have this document on my computer of just every possible permutation I could have done. I wanted to, I, I, I looked into, 
you know, changing the ingredients or upgrading them, changing the equipment, changing the mm. method, changing how buying I serve them, buying a house to serve them in. No, literally, John, my, my first thought was, <laughs> I can't make these better. So what if I just buy a really expensive terrine to God. serve them in? <laughs> like, what yeah. if I just do that? That could be my upgrade. That's the best I can do. And then I thought that's really that's not going to. I think I think it has to be ingredients. It can't be t- it can't be tools. Yeah, you can't just yeah yeah. So yeah. I I thought about from the from the sausage angle. I thought okay, mm. this is an this is an obvious place to spend a little bit more money. Little Smokies are probably what John like six bucks, five dollars five dollars a yeah. pack or something. So I was going to I was running through all the different kinds of sausages I could use, spend more money on. At one point, I thought. What if I just don't use sausage at all and use something that looks the same shape as a sausage but is way more expensive? Mm-hmm. And uh, I literally went onto Regalis's website to see oh, what no. kinds of things <laughs> on there might might work. And it put it put this it put this image of a morel mushroom in my head, which I'll come back to because um, they're very expensive. I uh, eventually said I can't forego sausage sort of the porkiness of this whole thing, the meatiness of this whole thing is essential to it. So I thought, okay, let me go and find like the nicest possible sausage I can get. And there, I, I landed on uh, Peds and Barnett's sells sausages at the Santa Monica farmer's market and a few other places in LA. Mm. These are like, you know, these kinds of pigs, right? They're, they're slow grown outdoors, treated really well. They're just like super pampered, Pampered pigs. You know what I'm talking about? These these Chanel pigs. Chanel pigs. These are some Chanel pigs. They self-mechanically separate. <laughs> they self-mechanically <laughs> separate. They're trained in jujitsu. They uh they make a really delicious salt and pepper sausage. It's just super mm. basic seasoning. So I, I I got some of that. Um and I thought, I'm gonna stuff morels with and they come, you know, they're big. They're the problem is them. There's they're they're big sausages. They're full size sausages. And I wanted, like I said, to maintain the 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 whole ability of them. Yeah. So I quickly realized that Lux. If you land on Lux, unless you're just gonna like top something with caviar or just add gold leaf, which I looked into, and it's not as expensive as you think. Uh, yeah. Lux really just means pain in the pain in the ass. So I uncased a sausage put it into a Ziploc bag, cut a little hole in the end and rehydrated a bunch of dried morels I found and stuffed them one by one. Wow. <laughs> stuffed them one by one into a morel. Into a morel. So I stuffed sausage into into these morels. How did you wash the morel? These were so they were all re they were all dried so I rehydrated all of them in in hot water. Um which I think was easier not very than very lux, not very lux. <laughs> Sorry. Just... All right. That's like not Lux at all. <laughs> it, it was, it's, it's, it, they were, they, That's for they the looked, listener, not, yeah. they looked very nice. Not very Lux. Uh, they are way cheaper than fresh morels, but I also think, think stuffing the fresh ones would have been way harder for me. So then I started thinking about I barbecue sauce. I also disagree with you on <laughs> so, that statement. Having done this dish many, many times, I think I disagree with you. So, so mad at me right now. Just, <laughs> just let me get through my shit. So then I started thinking about barbecue sauce, and I just, my first thing was, okay, I'll just go buy the most expensive barbecue sauce. So I went to Whole Foods and, you know, I found two barbecue sauces. One was this like from some company that is all about living active culture vinegars and, you know, has like a very neon minimalist sans serif font design. Uh, Fucking things were on sale. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So it's like seven bucks. So that didn't take me anywhere I needed to go. So I thought, okay, I've got to make my own barbecue sauce. 
And rather wow. than just sort of making a, you know, American barbecue sauce, I thought, okay, what is another sauce that, that people kind of pay, like slather onto meat before you grill it or smoke it or whatever. And, uh, Japanese tare is always referred to as mm-hmm. kind of Japanese version of barbecue sauce. So I made a fucking tare. I went out and I bought some chicken backs. I put them in my air fryer <laughs> to like super dark, uh, deep brown them. Crushed them up into a, a pan with mirin and some <laughs> expensive sake I had laying around. <laughs> and uh, I bought some smoked soy sauce because somebody's barrel-aged soy sauce sold out too quickly. I couldn't get any. <clears throat> sold out in an hour. Not my fault. Somebody if you buy it on eBay for a lot of money, does it count? <laughs> exactly. If I can just buy some <laughs> Momo soy on the aftermarket. It's a great market. Uh, and I cooked that down until it was a nice uh, barbecue sauce consistency. I added some fancy, for my, for my grape jelly element, I bought some tiny containers of like Muscat grape jelly from Spain and added that in there. Uh, and that was my sauce. And it was a... Uh, Pretty pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Um, so now I've got a sauce. I've got my little I've got my little sausages. And I realized sort of the other element that you, that I was missing here, John has used the actual little smoky sausages, which I've either which I assume are either smoked or have liquid smoke in them. Mm. Chang used fire roasted tomatoes, I think it has like that smoky element too. I didn't have a smoky element here. Right. So I decided to grill my little fuckers over Binchotan. <laughs> Nice. So I bought a little ceramic binchotan water grill, bought some binchotan charcoal, uh, <laughs> and grilled these little fuckers four at a time because the grill I bought was literally the size of a compact disc. It was so, it was the size of a Blu ray. It was so tiny. And I've never. This is where things like started to fall apart. The sauce was really, really, really delicious. I was really happy with my stuffed morels, even though Dave is shitting on them. And I've never, I've never grilled over pinchotan actually. And I did not let them. I just, I, I um, lit them on my stove, like two little logs. And I probably needed to let them sit for another ten minutes before they were like fully lit. So I, I lit the pinchotan. I put them in a little grill. And then I just four morels at a time and just furiously blowing and fanning this charcoal for like 20 minutes to keep it lit. I grilled four of these at a time. And uh, I got to say, they were extraordinarily delicious. They were very, very, very good. I stuffed 30 morels and I was not about to grill all of them four at a time. So I threw like a big batch of them under the broiler in the to- toaster oven just to kind of speed things along. I made 30. This took me three hours. Five days. <laughs> it took me five days to make this. My daughter ate half of one. And then my wife and I ate all of the rest of them <laughs> last nice. night for dinner. Nice. So it was a huge, huge, huge pain in the ass. Um my wife was like, was it worth the time? Cause they're really good. She was super into these. I can't, I cannot say this is worth the <laughs> amount of effort I put into it. It was so much work, but I felt really like I had stuck to the, 
spirit of the mission here. Because I can just like, I pop, I just kept popping them in my mouth as you one would do with the little smokies. It was sweet and fruity and smoky. And, uh, you know, I feel like I did a pretty decent job with this one. Do you want to know what I would have done for Lux? <laughs> what would you have done? I would have gotten a pretty expensive bottle of wine and just made jelly out of it and then called it a day. Yeah. So, th- so Chang actually had this very good idea. He, he did bring up to me uh, in the office. He said, um, you could have just braised sausages in a fancy, right. fancy ass bottle of wine, which would have been really, really delicious. Really um, fun. I literally, <laughs> I, 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 was, I had every intention of braising them first and then grilling them. But I had gone to four stores already in one day and hadn't bought a bottle of Chris wine. Work, Chris left work at like 11 a.m. yesterday. I was like, where are you going? He's like, I didn't cook it yet. I was like, oh, we have all this other shit to do. I spent all day on this fucking thing. So actually, from an opportunity and and salary cost of wasted hours of my life and work, yeah, this, this, this is a very expensive. And expensive ass. for Major Dome Media. <laughs> yeah, this costs Major Dome Media a, a lot, lot of money. money. <laughs> um, can, can I say now that we've done all of these uh, renditions, I have two things to add to our first recipe club of season three. When we give in the points, I, I think we need to send it to the Gabby or you know someone in the production. What are. It has to be blind. Blind. So we send it. Yes. Hey, let's text over the numbers. Okay. So we're not influencing. The yeah. other thing, though, I think we need to do like it's a, a trial attorney. We need to be able to not necessarily attack, or we can compliment, but say also what you just said, John. Things you could have, we think, done differently to someone else's recipe. Mm. <laughs> Who do you think he wants to? Whose recipe do you think he wants and to I'm talk saying, about? And I'm saying, John, since different. you were given, and I would say, John, if you were. To say the same thing at Yang's, I probably would say what I'm going to tell Yang, right? This is just unbiased because what I'm trying to do is give the best experience to the Recipe Club listener. I'm not trying exactly. to hold back or be, uh, you know, prone to collusion like some people have been in mm. the past. John, I think with what the recipe had in the spirit of the <clears throat> the heirloom aspects of this recipe, I don't think you could have done anything differently. And I'm I'm glad that you didn't just go out and buy a frivolous purchase of a one pot. You know, a, a no. slow cooker. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just didn't do things that I didn't need. Like, you know, that was just, you just I feel had like someone's, what you had. someone in his family made this in a, not a crock pot yeah. before. So it had feels to authentic. Been. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you use what you have. So that's points for me. And somebody could think, hey, that's not enough. You could have done more. Mm. But I was like, no, right. you did the assignment as exactly what I was told. So... I mean, I'm not telling you what the score is, but I'm just saying, like, to me, you did exactly what it was. For Chris, I think, you know, almost immediately, John, and I'll let you talk about it too, I'm sure, you you already had, like, I would have done this differently mm-hmm. if I had Lux. So with Lux, thinking about Chris's story, and this is where I do all this all the time when, you know, a cook, not that I do it anymore, but a cook comes up with a dish and be like, let's edit it. So immediately I thought about the parameters of this dish. Number one, if it was truly Lux at a restaurant, I would not have used dried morels. I would have used fresh morels for sure. I probably use dried morels in the farce itself, but maybe I would have used black truffles as well. Black truffles and morels mm. go really well together. Grilled morels, I will say, is not something you see that often. I don't think I've ever had it. I've had sautéed. But braised morels in, in a burr fondue, like a butter sauce, you see quite a bit in European kinds of restaurants. So I would have – or even – Japanese. So I would have done a braised morel or if he didn't have morel, I still think you could have made that farce way luxe 
Waylux by adding truffles. That's what I would have done. And in order to save time, if I didn't have morels, because I probably wouldn't, I would have just done the sausage like you've done, but added some kind of other expensive mushrooms or chanterelle or whatever, something that was in season. Because when I think lux, I'm thinking about something that is extremely seasonal as well, because that adds to the value of the transient ephemeral nature of it all. I would have probably stuffed tofu. I would have made tofu pockets, stuffed it in there so it's a little bit more Chinese Hmm. or something like that, or some other vessel, right? Um, and then he was talking about the smoky element. I think all of that sort of makes sense with the tare, the grape jelly. I think what I would have done though is braised it in dashi because it's smoked. Mm. Mm. And that, that would have prevented from having the grilling aspect. So I would have, you could have done the same thing, but just braised it in dashi and then glazed it, you know, under the I feel like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of what Chris did was like, you know, there, there are no mushrooms in the original recipe. So you're kind of like adding a, an ingredient to justify the expense. Mm-hmm. But like there is kind of a braising element to the original recipe where you're just throwing it all in a crock pot right. with all the liquid. So th- the reason I, <clears throat> I give him points in my head because he's, he needs a morale as some kind of vessel. So I would have done something that as a vessel. The reason I would chose tofu is it's a vessel that doesn't taste like anything. It's neutral. It's neutral. So that's why yeah. I'm saying tofu, not because of tofu's sake, but... That is also a classic Asian, frankly Chinese tofu? way. I could have done yuba. I could have done pockets. I could mm. have done a beggar's purse yeah. of it and tied it mm. with chives, with with dried tofu or or, or fried tofu or yuba. Mm-hmm. Right. That's actually something I'd put on a menu. You know what I mean? It would be very very good glazed in tare with the grape jelly, um, braised in 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 a in dashi. Or in season with maybe a shiro dashi if I couldn't get smoked soy or the momo soy. The smoked element is, if people don't know, katsubushi is petrified, fermented, mm. and smoked. So that smokiness is super important. It's what I think is the, 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 the it's like the constant base notes in Japanese food that people may not always realize. That sounds good. And yeah. you wouldn't have to buy an, a dish that's, lux doesn't mean be wasteful. You know, and buy something you're never going to use again. Right. Rest my case. I mean, Lux 100% means wasteful. <laughs> that is literally what it means. No, I think Lux means something wonderful and useful. Well, I guess it's the difference between wasteful and like having things be like, you know, for the sake of the, of the, of the I, expense so, or to like the adds to the actual core kind of identity of the dish. Well, I don't feel like I need to defend my dish so much. Like, I don't know why I need to defend this to you fuckers. But first of all, like the smokiness from the, from grilling it was really, really delicious. And so like, I don't, I mean, yeah, we could, I could have braised it in dashi. I don't know that would have been more delicious. uh, uh, You said that you wanted to grill it to provide the smokiness, not to make it more delicious. Yeah, it was more delicious. Doesn't the smokiness make it more delicious? I think it did make it more delicious because I because I actually had a one to one comparison because I put the rest of them in the toaster oven and just did it under a broiler and they were not as delicious as the grilled. They weren't braised in dashi. <laughs> sure, they weren't braised in dashi. But you're you're improving upon an idea like my own ideas, which is fine. Which is fine. Which I just heard right now for the first time. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fine. Obviously, Dave is more afraid of one recipe than the other. I'm not. Me. Well, I, I'm saying somebody did their assignment. It's one true. person did their assignment, and well, I didn't do my assignment. Not as well, maybe. Okay. I don't know. We'll find a score. Don't don't assume my score. 
You don't know. <laughs> I know. I know your scores. Trust me. I uh, I think that. And now I think, Chris, what we should do is have a quick. This is why. Like I should get a high score, like one minute. Do you mean we're going to skip over the part where other people get to do what you just did? And then you get to defend your recipe? And then we send in the points. But where's John's and my opportunity to do what you just did? Yeah, you get to do it right now. No, I'm just like, after this. All right, do your... I feel like I gave my comments on Chris's. I think Dave's is also... I think Dave's is like... My issue is like, I don't know, is it actually keto? Because it's like... Because keto is not necessarily only about added sugar. Is it objectively like how much sugar you can consume in a day? So like, what's the sugar content of the grapes and the tomatoes? Like, does that break the keto rule? Hmm. I actually don't know the answer to that. So that would be my like one thing where it's like, is it just like, is it is keto like a, a absolute number of carbs like per day that you can have? Or is it like, oh, do you just can't have anything with added sugar? And like, like you can eat as much grapes as you want or as much tomatoes as you want. Well, I'm letting you know I used two cups of green uh red grapes i think there was a couple green grapes in there but they were not the super sweet ice wine i'm not mm-hmm. using like ice wine grapes <laughs> some truck and bear now yeah, grapes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm totally aware of that and that's a legitimate point john i um i thought that i like john serving his over cabbage was a nice little touch i liked that your problem solving for ratio was just add twice as many sausages <laughs> I appreciated that. Uh, I like, I think Dave, I think the idea to use grapes um, while literally low hanging fruit was very, was very smart. I think the fire roasted tomatoes, as I pointed out, was a nice way of getting smokiness in there uh, where there was none. Um, Did you serve, did you cut the ribs into riblets or did you just use ribs? I know I chopped them so they're individual. Uh, So individual baby back ribs. Yeah, I think that I think that maintaining the the um, finger licking finger aspect, finger yeah. licking aspect was very nice. Um, so I appreciated all those parts of of your recipes, and that's where I'm going to be distributing my points for. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to do a defense of your recipe thing. That was what you already did when you described your recipe. Yeah. So let's let's skip over that part. I think my F recipe speaks for itself. We still <laughs> we still have some business. So did you guys text your points to <laughs> not Gabby? Yet, not yet. Oh, oh not yet. Oh. Does anybody have any any objections to anybody here receiving the base level 10 points for doing their task? No. Okay. I think we all did the task. All right. So each of us has earned the 10 points. Dave has submitted his scores. I've submitted my scores. And John has submitted his scores. The next, the next time we see JDB is going to be for his butter episode. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, for for which we received, let's see, uh, quite a few different for quite a few different submissions here. We had a butter cake from Catherine Cunningham, a sage stuffing from Julie Joyner, Casey Murphy's peanut butter sugar and butter sandwich, uh, and shrimp butter from Sally Taylor. Now, John, ahead of time, you selected you told you told Gabby and you know that you wanted to do sage stuffing from those. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to maybe push back as we did a sage stuffing recipe at the end of last season with okay. Dave Arnold. Do you want to do another stuffing recipe or do you want to do a different one of those butter ones? Uh, well, I think it so much depends yeah. on what, yeah. what I get on the wheel exactly. of death. 
Well, you're not don't supposed pick, to know that until yeah, after you pick the recipe. Don't pitch no, I know. Things. But I'm saying yeah. it's like that's the excitement. The exciting part of it is that it could go, it could go, it could go off the rails. You know, like a 20 minute. Like that sounds hard. Mm. I'm a little against a sage, another sage stuffing, just from an audience perspective. Noelle heard sage stuffing and she was sad. Uh, don't be influenced, JDB. You be you. Here's the thing. I I like physically don't. I mean, I'm not allergic to shrimp, but I just like think dice can't eat shrimp they're just gross to me okay. unfortunately like it's just i wish i didn't but it, it's they make me gag the butter sandwich i feel like it's a kind of a repeat of this of this what we just did you know it's like a little bit like another basic kind of like sort of home style sort of mildly trashy recipe that sounds delicious so it's like another kind of simple recipe and i kind of wanted to do another like savory thing that's sort of a little bit more normal kind of break the mold of my all right, sage chaotic choices. I'm, I'm the only thing is, like, if someone sends in like a buttercream frosting taco or something, then maybe I'll talk about. Well, this we is a new that, season like, and the best season ever. And exactly, if you we're, look at many other food sites, they do th- the, how many fucking season. turkey recipes do they motherfucking have? It's true. They usually don't put them out in May. Your number one <laughs> weeknight chicken recipe. <laughs> okay, so sage stuffing to me. The next one, the scores also, are I now. Have, in. I have a I have a sourdough bread recipe, so I'm hoping I can make my own bread for that. So. Got it. All right. So the scores are in. We've all received 10 points for accomplishing the task. Uh, John got four points bonus from me and seven from Dave, giving him a total of 21 points. (laughs) Dave received six points from me and seven from John for a total of 23 points. And I got three from each of you for the last place, 16 points. Pound, John. We we nailed it. Uh, which makes Dave the winner of this week with 23 points. Um, I, I, I'm honored, but I don't know if I should have won. I mean, you really bulldozed your way straight to the victory won. there. <laughs> I gave you a seven. I couldn't have given him a two, John. Chris gave me four points. I know. That's messed up. Chris, you, if you didn't want Dave to win, why did you give him more points than me? You gave me three. <laughs> I mean, 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 like, what happened? Why did you give him... I gave legitimate points. points. Why did you give him four points? Did you only score me after you saw my scores for you? No, I gave you legitimate points that I thought were earned. (laughs) What did you... you, I'm confused. Did you think I should have given you more points? I thought he he did exactly the task at hand. Right, which is why he earned the 10, and I was giving extra points for... I think that John was in a tough position this week. Where there wasn't a lot of room kind of for like creativity a, or yeah. interesting changes and to the recipe. Be punished for that. If there was more. Him, I, I, I gave him four points for it. Flare. I gave him four points for following the recipe. He gave me three for stuffing fucking Man, thirty urls by hand. I would so hate now. Hate, I've got hate, to do. hate if you were a teacher in high school. Be like, don't get him in your as your teacher. Don't ask him for a college recommendation. Wait, what? Teacher Ying's a motherfucker. That's what they say. <laughs> Wait, how am I getting shit on for giving you six and him four when both of you assholes gave me three? <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> like, I, you guys played a game. I played fair. I didn't play a game. Please. Please, dude. John Please. got a seven. Four. He did exactly what he was supposed to do when he did Which it Which is why you get way. the ten no, points. No, but he also did it in a, 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 a matter-of-fact way. I liked his presentation. You know? All right. He was very honest. <laughs> I see how this season's going to go. This is going to change my scoring from here on out, Dave. Just get ready to get no. some goose eggs from this guy over here. I see what we're doing here. It's goose egg city over here. You're going to have a fucking goose oh, wow. farm by the time this season's <laughs> over. 
let's spin the wheel. Now that we're doing stage I, stuffing. I can't believe the the, the, the complainers are, oh, this is going to be a good season. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, you guys are, yeah, the audience would be happy. I'm going to fucking quit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's spin the wheel. So John is set on stage stuffing, a recipe from Julie Joyner, which, no spoilers, but this recipe has three cups of butter in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's also why it's important. I want pantry. I want under 20 minutes. That's what I want every day, every time. (laughs) Under 20 minutes is terrible. So this is going to be John's spin. I'm going to spin this. Hold on. Let me turn the wheel on for our visual effect here. I want 20 minutes. How do you make bread in 20 minutes? The recipe calls for homemade bread. You buy um, shelf-stable bread. Make bread. I guess you could do unleavened bread. No, I can make bread in 20 minutes. It would be a, a flatbread. Like a flatbread, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Pizza. Right, exactly. All right. Here we go. I'm going to try not I'm to so, ruin this so scared. office anymore. This is John's spin, okay? This is for I'm you, so John. Scared. Oh, Chris is going to spin it? Okay. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> what is it? Under 20 minutes. Under 20 oh, my minutes. God. I used the force. Oh, wow. Right. I'm going to spin mine. Oh, wow. Go okay. Ahead. All right. Well, Dave, we're going to cheat. I do think you're going to cheat. I'm not going to look, okay. motherfuckers. Look. I think Dave's going to cheat. I didn't even look. I think the wheel is rigged. You think I'm David Copperfield? I think you're going to Dave has a button that breaks. Ooh, a, he a, landed on Lux. What, what, and Sage stuffing? Sage stuffing. Oh, that's easy. Lux cru- 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 stuffing. Crush, that's easy. Crush this. <laughs> oh, my God. I really want to avoid vegan. If we do, we want to do. If we land on the same ones, do we want to do that, or we no. want to split it up? Let's 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 re-roll if you get it. Okay. Yeah. So I just want to avoid vegan. Oh fuck me! All right, it's Lux again. I'm gonna respin. See, I can't avoid Lux. It's like a compass that just always points to asshole. Oh, fuck! <laughs> oh, you got keto. <laughs> Wow, I this feel is like the best we're season ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me, <laughs> I hope we all survive this was on there. Fuck me. <laughs> oh, this is great. I'm so excited. What are you going to do? Get ready for some delicious jackfruit stuffing, everybody. It's going to no, be No, you can make, listen, you can make wonderful. a keto bread. No, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to buy keto bread. It's actually quick, easy. Get some, like, quinoa flour or some yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. I have to make the bread. You chose a recipe where you have to make bread, John? Mm-hmm. It says homemade you're bread. New, you're my new fucking guy. You're going to make... Although, uh, although, although, wait, hold on a second. So the recipe doesn't actually, like, the recipe doesn't have a bread recipe in it. So does the recipe for the bread, is it part of the yes. whole recipe? Or is it just, like, you know what I mean? Like, is it, like, if I make bread... Outside of this recipe, does it count as the twenty minutes? Yes, it has to be the whole thing. Whole thing, twenty. Even minutes. though there's no specified bread recipe and in the recipe, this is where um, the ten points matter, right? Right. If you're able to yeah. make it happen, I know it's not just like signing yeah. your name on the SATs, right? <laughs> did you get a ten on your SATs? No, did someone take the SATs for you, dude. <laughs> what? I, I'm the only one here that didn't break a thousand. Did yeah. I break a thousand? No, I got like a thousand fifty. Ten fifty. Oh so it's stupid. Um, what well, did you, John? What did you get? 
something very I got hard. like a I got like a 1390 or something. I got like 640 on the verbal and like 570 or this something. This fucking on the... nerd over here got like 1550. That sounds about right. What you got? 1520. He got a he got a 3. I got a 3. I got a from 3 me. from you fuckers and a 1500 <laughs> from the college board. Uh all right. Well, I hope this is making you all happy out here. This, this is great. Hurtful. I love this so much. So much pain and yeah, suffering. This is the most hurtful yeah, fucking excited. season of Recipe Club ever. So I'm going to be crying by the end of this next one. Yeah, this is great. You got to videotape it or it doesn't count on a tw- under 20 minutes. The whole thing. Yeah, has to be one take on the video. One, one take. take. No, it has to be one video. As you, I miss it up a camera. So it's just like one 20 minute take. I mean, you can practice, you know, but it's got to be no, one you can take. practice when, it, when you make it, make it. It's like that's what counts. Okay, I might have to practice the bread because it's like a five minute bread. Because you have to, that's. <laughs> All right, so John will be back okay. in, in a few weeks to make his <laughs> under 20 minutes homemade bread, sage stuffing uh, with butter. King's going to make one of those egg white loaf breads. <laughs> just some fucking. Have some flax. Some, it's just a flax bread stuffing. I'm gonna my my stuffing is gonna bear the most resemblance to the first Thanksgiving stuffing. It's just gonna be. What, what, what is this quick? Is there a quick story on the stuffing? That you can share the uh, sure. I mean, we should probably do this on the episode where we cover it. Yeah, but just a, a teaser. A tease. Uh, this recipe is from my aunt Mary, who lived in a small town in Missouri. She was an excellent cook, called dinner supper, and was the type who would make a pie in the afternoon for a snack for her husband. She was an excellent homestyle cook who had seven sons, and you never wanted to to be at the end of that buffet line. Um, Did she serve the stuffing with anything? Was it just stuffing? Things to be is not things to be without this dressing. Basically, everyone who has ever tried it has requested the recipe. It sounds like she does it as a uh, as part of Thanksgiving. Okay, I think I might I have to make Thanksgiving meal then. Mm. For Lux, do I have to make my whole? <laughs> but only the budget you spend on the stuffing counts as Lux. Not that you're gonna have trouble reaching the the budget. Oh, 1,000%. I'm putting foie gras in here. Yeah, no shit. Okay, so John will be back in a few weeks with his stuffing. We'll, all we'll, right. we'll see you all. Um, hopefully some of these these wounds God, will have healed this, by then. This season is awesome. God, there is Best. an inverse proportion between Dave's happiness and my own. But this has been Recipe Club. Give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening to and uh, cook along with us on the Discord. If you think you can fucking do a Lux weenie cocktail better than me let's fucking Let me see, it. see it oh he just challenged you so yeah do it and beat his ass <laughs> thank you jdb all right bye thank you guys This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.